Hello, everybody. This is Tommy Jarasi with another episode of Prelude to Positivity. Today, my guest is someone that I met on an app called Clubhouse, which is actually sweeping everybody's lives and changing everybody's lives. So I want to really introduce you all to Danny Skulls. Danny is a mindset coach, which we definitely want to talk about, a sales mentor, a timeline reset practitioner, which I want to know a lot about, and then a fitness trainer. And I would consider him a major connector. Hey, Danny. How are you? <laughs> hey, Tommy. Thank you for having me here with your audience. So excited for this. Cool. So I want you to tell everybody a little bit about Danny Skulls. How did you come into your superpowers, as you would ask everybody? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for those of you that don't know me on Clubhouse, I'm the guy that asks everybody, what is their superpower and how can we help them collaborate and and part of one of the reasons why I'm actually on Tommy's show. Tommy just happened to be in one of my networking rooms on Clubhouse and he resonated with my energy and likewise. And I said, man, we got a collab, you know? And he's like, well, I've got a podcast. And I said, you know what? Let's do it, right? So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Danny Skulls and I'm from New York. You can probably tell from my accent, right? We talk like this with the hands and we say- We don't have an accent. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm actually a sales uh, mentor and a mindset coach. So just some of my background, for the last 18 years, I've run very high level sales offices all over Manhattan. I've had an office on the 60th floor of the Empire State Building, and most recently, I ran a floor of about 300 people on Wall Street, and you know, I was in charge of teaching people how to step into their confidence, how to lead the pace of their conversations, how to deal with objections and rebuttals, but more importantly, mindset, right? Because I just feel like the mindset really does play a big role into success because a lot of us put up these like limiting beliefs that maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I can't do it, right? Um... So I've been doing that for about the last 18 years. I'm also a father. I've got three amazing, beautiful children here at home. And for me, um, you know, a lot of people would think that that's success, right? Like running a big office and having lots of employees and stuff. But it really just ate me up inside because I was spending 60, 70 hours a week post-corona, like going into the city and working in my offices and not really spending as much time as I'd like to with my children. But I, I completely walked away from that life. Like once Corona hit, I made it a decision to kind of just embrace my true calling, which is to connect people and to coach people all over the world and not just work for some office. And that's kind of where I am right now. Well, I call that the leash. When you're working in an office, it's like a leash. I still do it because yeah. I haven't separated from that yet, but I will. And I think once you get that leash taken off of you, it's like, freedom. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, I love when I'm on the phone with clients now and I'm like, Hey, just excuse me. You may hear my children in the background because there was a point in my life where for six days a week, I didn't see them, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's quite a blessing. So can you tell us how you use social media to achieve the goals that you set for yourself? And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just remarkable. Like with Clubhouse, for example, it's like doing everything that I've been doing, but it's like 10xing it, you know, because you have instant connections and instant uh, growth if you use it the right way and you collaborate with the right people. But mainly for me, I, um, so just to kind of backtrack a little bit, when I decided to separate from the sales manager 
director kind of thing and started really embracing my side to want to coach people. Um, I didn't want to just market myself first as this guy from Wall Street that has so much sales experience, you know, because I could have easily done that. But I'm very big on walk it before you talk it, you know, so I decided that I was going to first brand myself and start my own kind of business online just as like a, a test to see if I could use the strategies that I know in sales and marketing to be able to actually see, you know, sufficient income. And then once I knew that that was possible, my intention was to go and then start working with trainers, coaches, healers, and business owners online. Okay. So what I did was I decided to start a fitness business and to give you some background on why I chose fitness, right. Going from wall street and sales to fitness doesn't seem like the natural <laughs> progression, but, uh, you know, like if you look at my profile pics on Facebook, on Clubhouse, all these social media platforms, you'll see I've got my tattoos everywhere. I'm in a tank top and I'm like flexing. Right. But I wasn't always that guy. Um, this time last year, I was 280 pounds. Wow. And I that's was what that's you too, sitting in a desk all day. Yeah, right. It was really I, like what put me in this bad shape was that, number one, I was sitting at a desk for 18 plus years. Right. But I used to always work out. Like I was always a very big avid, you know, weightlifter. And I actually break danced when I was uh, in my early twenties. So I'd be in wall, you know, times square and all over Brooklyn. Manhattan dancing. Yeah. In Brooklyn. Right. But once I got married and I started having kids, you know, like obviously your priorities change, right. You can't be spending hours and hours in the gym anymore. So Literally year over year, right? Like my, my daughter, she's now six. So year over year for the first four years of her life, I, st I just kept gaining more weight, um, sitting in the office and then coming That's home, eating. eating, right? And it put me in such a dark depression. Like I blew up to 280 pounds at my heaviest. And, you know, like my day, I would start at five in the morning. I would leave. I'd travel to the city. I'd work until like about seven or eight o'clock at night. By the time I got home, it's 9 p.m., and I didn't have energy to do anything. So I didn't play with my kids. I was in a depression. Um, I didn't like the man I saw in the mirror. I didn't want to take my shirt off at the, at the beach. I didn't want to go anywhere, right? And it just really put me in such a dark place because I was never that guy. I was always very active, you know? And literally just one day, you know, and like just thinking about this always just brings back such such memories like my daughter one day from gymnastic class took her home and she's like daddy you know I love you but I wish you had more energy like when I was a little baby wish you had more energy to play with me and when she told me that it literally just like hit me like a ton of bricks um and it was really like the smack in the butt and the wake-up call that I needed you know because from there I said you know what no more I'm gonna get back into to where I need to be so I started, you know, basically waking up at four in the morning while the kids were sleeping and everything. And I started going to parks and working out in my backyard and basically doing body weight movements, like push-ups and jump rope and uh, interval training. And over 12 months, I lost 85 pounds. Wow. And it's funny because my daughter always jokes around and says, daddy, I remember when you were fat dad, but now you're super dad, right? Because now I've got the energy and I'm chasing them all around the house. So when I first went online, I said, you know what? I know that there's a lot of moms and dads that are probably suffering, but just don't know the skills to, to make it happen. And they feel like, you know, I can't get to a gym. So therefore I'm not going to exercise. So that's how I started to market myself at first. I said, I can turn fat dad to super dad and I can help mom gain more energy to play with the kids. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I went online back in June of last year and just using Facebook to basically go into different groups where I knew my target audience was hanging out and just providing value, right? I didn't go in these groups and just start saying, hey, my name is Danny. I'm a fitness trainer. I can help you lose weight or gain muscle. It was more of like, hey, guys, let me tell you my story. And I literally just shared exactly what I shared with you to everybody in a Facebook post. It was my intro post to these groups. And once I um, set that post out, then I just began like what I like to call becoming the life of the party. <laughs> I went to the party where my group, where the clients were hanging out and I just started providing value, free meal plans, free advice. Like, Hey, today we're going to talk about how you could start working up to a two minute plank today. Here are my advice to help you learn how to do 50 pushups in a row in the next 30 days. Here's a plan to get more water into your day. Here's a meditation sequence. Here's a meal plan. And little by little people started resonating with the fact that I was just sincerely trying to provide value. Um, so then they started asking me, Hey, how much are your fitness packages? Where, when I first started, it was like, I was trying to sell everybody thinking I was like the sales guy from wall street. Like, I'm just going to go online and sell everybody. I've got amazing sales skills. It doesn't work that way. No, you have to make genuine, authentic connections with people, you know? And once I figured that out, I made over $18,000 in five weeks. Um, wow. and when that happened, I said, you know what? Okay. Now I know it works. So that's when I really shifted into my true passion, which is helping business owners, helping coaches and helping healers to find their voice, to find their marketing skills and to, you know, find the confidence to actually charge what they should for their amazing work that they're doing. That's a big problem with people that work independently after having a job for so long, you don't really know how to ask for the thing. Right, right. And it's not even also that it's just also too like a lot of coaches and healers, right? they don't have a lot of sales background. You know what I'm saying? So they may know how to heal you emotionally, right? And have you create this amazing transformation in your life. But when it comes to asking for a price like $5,000 for their service, which is what they're worth, they don't know how to get that out. They don't feel confident to get that out. And that's where I kind of step in as that bridge to show them how to confidently step into their power and to make results happen for them in their business. So would you say that the pandemic itself was a catalyst for what you? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like I always, I guess, had that limiting belief of being comfortable, right? Because I was like, you know, I'm running this office. I don't need to leave. I'm making very, very good money, but it always killed me because I was away from the kids. So I always kind of wanted to like do something, but it wasn't until like the office is shut down and they're like, listen, you have an option to just go work from home. And I said, you know what? I don't, why, why would I continue to do this? If I've always wanted to be a coach, if I always wanted to help people, I said, you know what? I'm just done. Um, I literally just woke up one day and said, I'm done guys. That's it. And I just, you know, made it happen. It was kind of like fight or flight. And through all the, the struggles of 2020 with the pandemic and you changing all these things, what is the biggest thing that you learned about yourself that surprised you? Um, just my ability to connect people, you know, I mean, being able to kind of just like foster these connections that I've built over the last year, I've met some of the most amazing coaches and amazing people, you know, and like from New York, we kind of have this like hard exterior, you know, like when you're in New York and you go to work, you see a million people on the train. You don't talk to any of them. You know what I mean? But like headphones in, <laughs> right. Headphones are in tunnel vision, right? Like, do you need directions? Don't even look at me like, they, you know, that's just how it is in New York. Right. And 
being able to just see amazing connections, like people that I, I would have never spoken to in my life. I've met them on a computer screen, have become some of my lifelong best friends, or I've collaborated with them and helped them to set up their coaching business. And it's just the best thing to hear. Like when I get those emails from people like Danny, I just had such a breakthrough with my client and I would have never been confident enough to even get to this point without your help. It's just really been such a, an eye opener for me. And then being that you have connected with so many people through the pandemic, what is one, a couple of things that you noticed that other people actually learned from the whole experience as well? And what things do you hope that we all take with us going forward from this? So, I mean, I guess like, I feel like Clubhouse has been like sent to us from a higher power, you know, and I really truly mean that sincerely because you have to think like, in the matter of two minutes, you can be in a room with 20 people that are complete strangers and people start sharing life learnings with them. They start making these amazing connections where in the real world, not just in New York, but pretty much everywhere, that's not really the case, right? You don't just like randomly ping six people on the sidewalk and say, hey guys, let's have a wellness check, right? But that's what happens on Clubhouse and that's what happens on some of these social media platforms. So I think one thing that we should take away from this is that we don't need an app to be more kind, to to really take a second to think of others, right? Yeah. And not just be so focused on ourselves and not just to be so focused on what's in the next few steps of my life. Actually embrace people and make good connections and you know, let's do some good in the world because I just feel like we need that so much right now. Absolutely. And what is it that you're actually most passionate about in all the things that you do? What's your biggest passion and all that? Um, so, I mean, I know you wanted to kind of talk about like the timeline reset. So it's yes. something that um, I studied, you know, I studied some NLP and I became certified as a timeline reset practitioner. And what I basically do with people is I hack their unconscious mind um, because we, we just to kind of describe like why I'm so passionate about it, because our mind is like an iceberg. Okay, you have the little peak that sticks out of the water. That's your conscious mind. Those are the things that you can control, right? The unconscious mind is what lies beneath the surface. That's what holds all of our negative emotions, our life memories and limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Now, these limiting beliefs, so you understand, they're like a script that really runs in the background of our mind, right? Um, And they were designed to really keep you safe throughout your whole life. So for example, you know, when you were young, perhaps you may have been told you need to be quiet and stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that belief is now still with you and actually hinders you from certain areas of growth. Or maybe somebody told you that you weren't good enough. So now everything you try to achieve never feels like it's good enough. Yeah. Or you yourself could have decided you weren't worthy or deserving of love and happiness. So now it's like you constantly attract these situations into your life that reflect upon this belief. So when I do the timeline reset, um, we actually provide instant change. I put my clients through a trance and we take a deep dive into their unconscious mind to actually let them know that it is safe to release those emotions, that it's completely safe to learn that you don't have to feel like you were shy because as a kid, you were told to be quiet when company came over. And it allows my clients to see this amazing breakthrough where they now feel limitless and they now feel like they can step into their power and help others with their coaching business or even start that coaching business they always wanted to. So that's something that I'm so, so passionate about. Like I love to teach people sales and how to to get business, but I'm really passionate about doing mindset work and just helping people to realize that 
They, everybody has a superpower inside. Sometimes it's just dormant and you have to unlock it. That's all it is. It sounds like that would also be useful with people that have trauma or were bullied when they were kids because it's also yeah. changing the mindset. Right, right, right. I mean, and that's the thing about the timeline reset. You can literally provide instant change. And some people have gone through years and years of trauma and bullying and these negative emotions, but we can change those in an instant, you know? Yeah. And what's the most fulfilling part about the things that you do? Um, you know, I guess it's, it's one, it's the mindset breakthroughs that people have, right? Like I've had people cry after a session. Um, and then I always try to check, like, sometimes I'll check the arm of my hair, the hair on my arm is like yeah. sticking up, you know, and I know it's like, wow, this is a really intense session. But really the biggest kind of feeling that I love is like when I, like I said, when I get those emails or I get those messages, like, Hey, Danny, I remember we worked together so many months ago and this is the breakthrough I just had. Right. Um, like, you know, I'll share just one story. There's this one guy that you probably see on clubhouse with me all the time. His name is Justin. And Justin is like, you know, he's, you look at him and he's, he's got a smile that can just like move mountains. I always say that about him, but he, um, he used to work as the stock boy in a supermarket. Okay. Never did any sales in his life. And, uh, a friend of his family was working with me at the time when I was on wall street and they brought him in and, you know, he was just like this young kid at the time. I think he was like 19, 20 years old, just full of energy, but like, didn't know how to close a door. He couldn't do anything, you know? (laughs) And I like took him under my wing and I taught him sales and the mindset to, to, to shift his, his belief systems. And within 90 days, he hit his first million dollars in production and sales. Um, did that for three years in a row was the number one producer in my company. And now, and, and the thing about that is like, he just decided at three years into working with me, he just decided, okay, I'm going to quit and I'm going to travel the world. And like, he went to the Philippines. He, um, was working on doing like some, some care for kids over there and he's traveled everywhere and we just completely fell out of touch. Right. So I'm like, all right, I wish him all the best of luck. You know, life goes on, things happen. And then out of nowhere around November, right around the holidays, I get a a friend request on Facebook from Justin. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't talked to this guy in years. Right. And he's like, hey, man, I just wanted to say thank you because, you know, the sales and mindset training that you gave me allowed me to help kids in the Philippines and allowed me to do all this amazing work. I'm now living in Hawaii and I want to actually work with you again because I see that you're helping coaches. I want to become a mindset coach. And now he's working with me so many years later. So it, it was just like the most amazing feeling to know, like, the work that I did with him has helped him to help children in another country. And now he's back with me and we're still continuing to do good work together now. Wow. And then all through this time that you're doing all these things, what was the biggest platform that you were using on social media? Was it Facebook? or? Yeah. So, I mean, until recently, you know, I have like 13,000 followers on Instagram, but I don't really promote Instagram for my business. It's just more of like motivation. And I tell more of my fitness story because like a lot of people will get inspired to see like the kind of workouts that I'm doing and stuff. So my Instagram platform was really just more of like a catalyst for motivation. But Facebook before Clubhouse was where I was getting all of my clients, because like I said, I would just basically go into groups and provide value and insight to people, they would resonate with me. And then we would, you know, start connections. Um, but I just feel like now on Clubhouse, it's just amazing. Like, you know, you go into these rooms, you make connections instantly. Like literally, I just met you a week ago and now I'm on your yeah. podcast and you're going to yeah. be on my podcast and we're just <laughs> doing these amazing connections. And this is just like one of 20 that I made this week. Yeah, You know what I mean? Really so, 
Yeah. So I just think that, like I said, we needed Clubhouse. It came from a higher power, you know, and I really truly believe that because the world needs a lot of positivity and healers and people that can collaborate. And that's why I run the room that I do. Like, literally, my room is called Namaste and Positive Growth. And I just allow people to come on. (laughs) Right, right. I just allow people to come on and they say, what's your superpower? How can we help you to grow and collaborate? And you like when I first started the room a week and a half ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it from 9am to 11am. This morning, I ran the room from nine to 2pm. I saw that. I was like, they're still on there because I had gone into another room and then I was like, I can go back in if I wanted to, but right. I have other things I was doing. Because, but, yeah. because you know what it is? I'm not like most of the moderators on this platform that are just going to say, you only have 30 seconds to talk or you have to do this to speak. Like, I just let everybody speak. Come share your story. And we have people that talk about collaborations they want to do. Some people actually do healing meditations for us in the room they do mantras and they sing they're doing breath work and it's just like such a positive vibration that we're setting out in the world so when did you actually join clubhouse though timeline wise um it was uh on christmas so i joined on christmas and uh it was funny because christmas is my birthday so it's like so so just like weird like when you really think about how this all came to, to be like i joined on christmas but i didn't really start being active on it until like I don't know, the second week in January. So I've really only been active on the platform about two weeks or so. And that's what I joined around that time, around beginning of the year and then got active around the same time as you. So basically the growth of the platform, it's more open than Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, the thing is when you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's very hard to see if someone is genuine because you have to type. So you have to gauge their responses from a keyboard, right? And then just to even get them set up for a podcast or a Zoom or a strategy call takes a lot of legwork. But on Clubhouse, I'm hearing your voice and I could tell if you're genuine in the first 30 seconds. So it's like supercharging connections, you know? And, And that's why I wanted to really get on there in the early stages and create this networking room, but a networking room of positivity, not just come in here to follow everyone, but if you do a podcast and you want to connect with someone, feature them on your podcast from this room. If you're a coach that is looking for ways to find your voice, find someone that can help you in this room. If you're a healer and somebody needs healing, heal them in this room, right? So for people who don't really know what Clubhouse is or the ones that are out there going like, I'm not doing another platform. I have so many that I have to take care of. What would be your sales pitch to get them to come over? It's so much fun, <laughs> you know, Clubhouse Funhouse. It's like just literally you can just hop into Clubhouse and just get such a breath of fresh air with some of these rooms that you can go into and just be totally motivated and inspired. And it's not and it's from random people, right? Like yeah. strangers. But guess what? There's also some really famous people on Clubhouse like Grant Cardone runs rooms and um you know, there's so many different coaches and healers and amazing people like Damon Wayne from Shark Tank is on Clubhouse and you can go into a room and speak to him and get business advice from him. Gary Vee is another one. There's like so many. Russell Bronson is on Clubhouse. There's so many amazing people that you can connect with on this platform. Uh, yeah, it's like the it's, it's honestly the best thing that I've ever seen. And then like social you, media. you have your own room. And right. you pretty much made that room in such a short amount of time. Like you weren't right. there years before you got it. 
Right. I mean, we've only been running that room now for seven days. And in the last seven days, I've probably created a hundred new podcast episodes, not for myself. I'm talking about with connections that we've made. You know, we've had people launch art galleries. We've had people connect on so many different uh, projects. And it's only the first week and a half. I can only imagine when we're doing this for a year, what kind of connections we're going to do in the world. Really? And so what would you call this chapter of your life if you were writing a book about your life? Um, I would call it the col- uh, the collaboration crusade. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, the collaboration crusade. And my superpower is bringing heart-centered coaches together and teaching them how to unlock their superpower. Perfect. And then where can people find you online if they haven't joined Clubhouse yet, but they still want to know Danny yeah. Cole? So, I mean, basically you can just type in Danny Skulls anywhere and you're going to find me. So I've got a YouTube, which has a lot of like fitness and um, I do like ambiance meditation music. So you can literally, while you're working, play a three hour meditation video that I've made. I've got my Instagram. It's D Skulls on Instagram, Uh, Danny Skulls on Facebook. I actually have a Facebook group, which is called the Mindset Manifestation Mastery. And in there I teach branding, sales and mindset work. And I have like free marketing courses, courses that most coaches would charge you thousands of dollars for. I give away for free. Um, Yeah. And then I also have my podcast. So my podcast is called Mindset Manifestation Mastery. And I'll be featuring Tommy on there and a few other people that that I've made connections with. And um, yeah, it's really just about, you know, creating a platform where people can find their voice. You know, if they want to do good, if you want to do good work in this world, I'm the type of person you want to have in your circle because I'm going to fight for you to get your voice out there. And the podcast is available on Spotify. Spotify and Anchor right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's brand new. Like I just started it in January. People have been telling me for years, Danny, you got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. And I finally just kind of like bit the bullet and started it on January 1. I've got like four episodes in there, but we've already filmed like 15, 20 episodes. I just have to repurpose them and get them into the podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really addicting because I started one show last year. And this is my second show and I'm still doing the first show. And this one is the first time I'm doing video audio. So it's just, it, you get addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I noticed that really quickly because it's a, it's a nice intimate session, you know, and it's like, you get to speak, you get to see the person and it's just amazing to think like just last week I met you for the first time and now here we are exchanging such a great conversation and just doing some good work together. And I happen to be in your room because on clubhouse you can jump from room to room to room so you jump right. and you, you like and then you're like okay and then you start saying okay every day at nine every day at 11 every day at this time and then you're like there's too many rooms to go into now but yeah. i don't want to go in all of them <laughs> right 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 the funny thing with clubhouse is like i, I joke around and i say it's kind of like going to the supermarket you know because like you say you know what i'm just going to get a roll of toilet paper and then you walk out with a full shopping cart yeah. so it's like yeah i'm just going to go in clubhouse for an hour and then before you know it you're just getting put into these amazing rooms yeah. and, and it's your bedtime. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So what's one thing that you absolutely cannot live without? My children, my family. Yeah. What's- and I realized that because at one point, like I said, I've spent so much time away from my kids that I will never, never go back to that place. Never. What's one thing that you wish we could all live without? Um, uh, well, one thing I wish we could all live without is the feelings of doubt, the feelings of I'm not good enough or shame, just really negative emotions. That's good. 
now because of social media driven and we're all living in social media world if you had to describe yourself in three hashtags what three hashtags would you pick um three hashtags that's a good one um hmm. <laughs> that's a really good one so three hashtags for me i guess number one would be compassionate number two would be confident and number three would be hmm i don't know what would you give me one give me, you would give me one you give me the third one connector there we go because Th I mean, the three I, c's the three c's that's awesome that's awesome and going back to your mindset coaching for a minute, yeah. Uh, when you work with people, is there are there common themes that come up with people that are blocking them that yeah you all have in common? Yeah, absolutely. I could actually pull that up. Give me a sec. Um, so there's usually like six common limiting beliefs that people tend to, to to have. I mean, obviously there are some differences, but I tend to see like the, these six continuously pop up. So I'll just actually pull them out for you. Um, just bear with me. I have them here, my notes. Because I always find that people are more alike than they think they are different. And so we yeah. need to stop thinking that I'm the only one that thinks that I can't, you know, that I hate myself when I wear that thing or I do. Right, that. right. But everybody does the same thing. So you, you have to understand that, you know, we all have the masculine and feminine energy, right? And right. I don't want you to look at that as male versus female. It's just really how you react to certain things. Um, and there are six sabotaging beliefs that I see so much in the, in the mindset work that I do. The first one would be, I'm not good enough. Okay. And that's really like from wounds that you may feel from your masculine energy. The second one is I'm not worthy. Okay. And that could be a core wound with the feminine side where you want to be told that you're a good boy or a good girl. Mm -hmm. And this is what will get you what you want. The third is I don't belong. Okay, these are the abandoned feelings. Maybe you might have been like the third child and not felt like you were, you know, receptive enough as a kid, um, where it's like you end up having these goals that I just want to have a relationship and I just want to be loved, right? Yeah. The fourth one is I'm insignificant, and that's because you have trouble to establish goals. The fifth is I need to be perfect, where you feel like you're in, into control and you don't want to make a mistake as in the past because you've been ridiculed, right? Or you're really smart, but you don't want to put yourself out there because you hate seeing failure. And then the sixth one is I'm not capable, okay? And that's where people feel like they're not capable to achieve what they want. So they go and collect things to be capable, right? They go after these certificates, but never actually have enough time or follow through to act on those certificates, so those are the six limiting sabotage beliefs that we have that I see very often. But if you think about them, you put them all in a straight line, it almost connects one parallel. Yep. I'm not good enough because I feel like I'm not worthy. I don't belong because I feel like I'm insignificant and I need to be perfect because I feel like I'm not capable. Right. That makes sense. What about in the fitness side of it? Are there common themes with fitness that people struggle with or that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, so many people think like, I can't get to the gym, so I'm not going to work out. But you don't realize you can just do push-ups. You can do jump rope. You can go for a walk, right? Or there's the other theme like I work out so I can eat whatever I want and I can pound hamburgers and ice cream at, at, at night, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I just think like the, like people don't realize that the mindset truly dictates so much. 
right? And sales and business and life and in so many other things, mindset is truly the key. And that's why my whole theme is mindset manifestation mastery, because when you master your mind, that's when you master the world. And so since Clubhouse came along, is you would say that it's amping everything else up for you too? Have you noticed that's amping up your Facebook? Unbelievably, unbelievably. I mean, literally when I go in a room and do my room on clubhouse, you know, like I'll check my Instagram DM and then I'll see 30 messages and then I'll check my Facebook. I'll see 20 new people have joined my Facebook group. And it's just all stemming from, like I said, I feel like clubhouse, if you, it, it really just depends on your intentions, of course, too, because my intentions are to create a safe space for people to collaborate. Right. But I'm noticing that because I'm resonating with people on this like loving side that I'm getting bombarded everywhere else. It's affecting my Instagram. It's affecting my Facebook. It's affecting my podcast collaborations. And uh, I mean, I'm embracing it as much as I can. How do you stay positive during challenging times like last year, especially for most people? And even now, even now, it's still kind of challenging. What is the thing that yeah. keeps um, I just realized that, you know, just because you fail at something, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Just because something negative has happened doesn't mean you're a negative person, right? Like you have to just take uh, the way I always deal with things is I take a step back and I look at it from an outside perspective, because the one thing that you need to understand is we either are in victim or we're in responsibility. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're either in a victim mode or responsible mode. Everybody in the world is kind of like in this victim mode, (laughs) If you really think about it, right, because you have to understand that things may not necessarily be your fault, but they are your responsibility. And for me, the whole victim versus responsibility, it's a fundamental concept because I think it's one of the biggest tools to help produce change. You know, like if you think back to a negative event or situation and you have this mentality that it happened to you, it's what puts you in a victim. You understand? And you're pretty much powerless to do anything. But when something happens and then you ask, how did I make this happen or how am I responsible for this or even better, why did this happen for me? Then that's the question that helps you find responsibility, which then helps you to change the overall behavior, right? Because if you constantly blame someone else, it's his fault. It's her fault. That's why this happened to me. I'm upset because you do this all the time, right? you can't fix it because you're becoming powerless to do anything. And that's where you're lifting in the victim. So the question helps you find the cause, which then helps you to change the behavior. And if you're constantly blaming someone or something else for the pain you're feeling, you are powerless to do anything about it. So you have to understand that we can't change others, right? We just have to really choose responsibility because we can't always control what happens to us in our lives but we can, however, choose what to do with it, how we react to it, and how we move forward from it. Now, since this podcast is called Prelude to Positivity, the basis behind that for me was that in our lives, we go through down times or bad times. And most times we're in that moment and we go, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. This is the worst period of my life. And then fast forward a couple of months or a year and you realize you're doing it again to this moment that's happening. Mm. But you don't stop to look to see that in between that were all these positive things that happened. And I feel that sometimes those negative things were preparing you for something positive coming up. So do you recall any times where you felt like this is the worst thing ever, but really it was a prelude to something bigger coming? Yeah. I mean, literally that day where my daughter told me, I wish you had more energy. 
because I knew it was a long time coming that I had to get off my butt and actually make some change happen. But it was kind of like I needed a, a four-year-old little girl to kind of shake me up and make it's me realize like I, I got to get off my butt and make this happen, right? Because kids, that's the thing. Kids are, are brutal with the truth, right? They have no ill intent. They just tell you what, it, what they see. And that's what I needed. And it really took me from my lowest point to my highest, because if it wasn't for that epiphany that I knew I had to get better and get healthy, I would have never begun this whole transformation to want to help myself and then want to help other people and then continue to want to embrace that power of building connections and doing good in the world and helping people help others. And it sounds like when you do everything, there's a holistic background or holistic connection for you is has that always been for you or did you come to a point where you realized that the so when I first started in sales um I found out very quickly that in the sales environment especially like on Wall Street you'll see that people don't want to necessarily give you that olive branch to help you it's more of you know I don't want the new lion to take the food off my plate Right. So that's where I took a deep dive into investing into mindset and empowering my mind and like learning about helping and serving others. So that's where I kind of had that like change because I could have very easily fallen into that trap of I just want to be the best salesman and I'm not going to help other people. Um, but that just wasn't in my nature, you know, like I always had this passion to want to help people. And it wasn't until I really started investing into my knowledge of my own mind that I fully embraced that. Uh, and I really stepped into my power to do so. Cool. And so do you have any parting words for everybody as we wrap up here? Anything you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. I mean, if I leave you with anything, it's just, you know, we are in a position to do very good things. We are in a position to really master our lives and how we master our lives is by helping others, right? Like if I can leave you with anything, it's please smile, smile to other people, be the best thing that's happened to someone today. Because when you do that, the universe will provide it back for you and it will give you so many opportunities to do amazing things. So just, you know, stop, take a second to kind of see where you are in life and see like, am I really helping others? And if you're not, you can start, you can do something very small, like just literally picking up the trash you see on the floor outside or helping someone cross the street, right? Do something fun, like maybe even just leave a note on somebody's uh, windshield that says you are worthy, you are blessed, and I love you. And then make sure you don't get caught when you leave that note. Right. Do it anonymously. <laughs> cool. So I want to encourage everybody to follow Danny, Danny Skulls on Facebook, on Instagram, D Skulls. And also if you are new to Clubhouse and just signing up, make him one of your first followers because if you want to connect yeah, thank with you. a lot of people, you start with one person and it will spark all of the others. So there are a handful of people I would say to do in the beginning, but I definitely say Danny Skulls is one of your first followers to get you going and then you'll see everything he's doing there. And I can't wait till, till Monday morning when we get back together in that room. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I'm, I'm starting to get clubhouse separation. It's like, oh, it's Friday. I'm going to take a nice three-day break. But yes, I absolutely love all these connections. I mean, this is one of the amazing connections that I've made on clubhouse. So Tommy, I just want to say so much thanks and gratitude, man. I'm sending a lot of light and love your way. Uh, you. You're an amazing guy, man. And you, you really do bring a lot of good light into my room room and i'm so honored that you had me on your platform with your Thank audience you. and you know i definitely can't wait to return the favor get you on my podcast too that'll be fun and um 
thank you for coming. I'm so glad that you agreed to it. And also, I'm going to drop all the links in the underneath this so people can find them. But I just like to say in case people just like to listen and not read, you know, you know how we are now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Being here. We'll talk again. Yes. Thank you.